Oh. <laughs> in three, in two, in one. All right, everybody, welcome to episode number 104 of the Between the Cracks podcast. I am your host, Bill, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Now, Chris, I need you to get your surfboard, your sunblock, and most importantly, your anti-venom. Bud, because tonight, for the first time in BTC history, we are headed to Australia. Can you hear that thunder? Yeah, I mean, I heard that. You better run. You better take Covert. Covert? I'm not, I'm not familiar with Covert. Chris, please, just stick to the script. <laughs> Tonight, we are headed to Wagga Wagga, Australia, to take on what some call one of the most haunted dolls in the entire world. And judging by the looks of it, I'm inclined to agree. Chris, tonight we are discussing the one and only Letta Me Out doll. So Chris, before we get into the origins of the doll itself, I thought it would be helpful if we described <laughs> just exactly what Letta looked like. So, Chris, when you look at Letta, tell us what you see. Uh, well, I see a massive nose, for starters. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that's pretty much the first thing you notice. Yeah, it's right uh, there in front of you. <laughs> yeah, it's basically what looks like a small child in size, but it has the face of nightmares, I guess I would say that. It's much more adult-looking, the face, but the features are very big. It's got what looks like, I'm assuming it's supposed to be a smile, but with the way those eyebrows are pointing, <laughs> I gotta say, it's a little more sinister than that. <laughs> yes. What Chris is uh, so elegantly referring to are the exaggerated features of the nose and chin on this thing. And uh, I was talking to you yesterday and I said, I, I don't know if you had ever seen the doll, but when I was a kid growing up in the 70s and 80s, there was this TV show called Hollywood Squares. And in one of the boxes, there was a ventriloquist who had a doll called Madame. And she, oh my God, she terrorized me as a child. Even still to this day, I do not like the way she looks. She is hideous. All in all, she is honestly just the scariest thing I've ever laid my eyes on. And this doll, Letta, is right up there with her. Because as we said, the nose and chin protrude so far off the face that it's strikingly horrific. Then you couple that with the realistic glass eyes that this thing has. Uh, again, the eyes are much larger than they would be on a human being or a child. So that kind of adds to it. But it definitely gives off a more sinister vibe than one that's uh, welcoming. It's really hard to describe in a sense because it's the size of a child but does not look like a child at all. The, the face is just, it looks like it belongs on a larger body of, of like an adult and although with this hair, it, it kind of looks like a girl, it's actually supposed to be a depiction of a boy. So if you can get around that, <laughs> it's wearing this green kind of suit and it's got uh, what looks like little boots on its feet that are obviously all made out of wood. And it's those boots, Chris, that are going to reveal quite a few answers about where Letta the doll actually originated from. And we're going to get to all that in just a little bit. But let's just wrap up this description here. 
we're looking at, I would say, a roughly two and a half foot tall doll. It is made of wood, but the limbs are able to move a little bit. It looks like they're kind of attached via rope or some sort of string. So like when the thing's being held, the legs will sway a little bit and uh, the arms can be controlled as well. And the head could be swiveled around. That's just a way for us to give you a small visualization as to what <laughs> we're talking about here tonight. So, Chris, as we had just mentioned about the shoes, the shoes were actually very telling as to where Letta the Doll originally came from. Apparently, when the shoes were being examined, there was a nail in them, and those nails were thought to be roughly 200 years old. And this was back in 1980, I think it was early 80s, that they thought this thing was 200 years old. So right now, the doll would be upwards of 250 years old. So anyway, they determined that this doll was 200 years old at the time. And then upon further study of the craftsmanship, they were able to determine that it was constructed in an Eastern European country. And they kind of narrowed that down to the point where they believed that this doll was originally constructed in the 1700s in Romania. And you listeners may be wondering, you said that we were headed to Australia tonight. What the hell does a 200-year-old Romanian doll have to do with Australia. Chris, how the hell are the two related? We have to go all the ways to Wagga Wagga in New South Wales, Australia, as you had mentioned earlier, to visit Carrie Walton. Now, Carrie Walton is the owner of Letta the Doll. Now, how is it that Carrie got his hands on this creepy little doll, you might ask? Well, we'd have to go back to his teenage years where he was visiting his hometown to attend his grandmother's funeral and decided that he wanted to enter one of the neighboring houses that had haunted him as a child. He finally worked up the nerve to go inside, and what he was looking for was just to get some collectible items that he could use for his business. He basically had a business where he collected antiques from various locations and tried to sell them. So he thought, hey, why don't I check out this place that has been haunting me my whole childhood life and see if I can find anything. So he goes in. Be careful, Carrie. <laughs> and of course, as most abandoned houses would be, it is creepy. He is searching the house in the basement by flashlight because there's no light in the house, which of course adds to the creepiness. And while his flashlight wanders, he spots what looks like a person. His initial reaction is that, oh my God, there's a human corpse down here. But what it was was actually far worse. <laughs> Wait, what are, you, what are you saying, Chris? How can something be far worse than, than stumbling across a human corpse? <laughs> well, that would be Letta the doll. But the way he discovers Letta is not gracefully because, as I said, he was looking through the basement under the floorboards, I guess under the porch area, and his light shines right on the face. And my God, they do like a reenactment of it, of him discovering Letta with a flashlight. Oh, dude, and that's horrifying, you... bro. I, I can't. I, I watched it once before I sent it to you to check out, and that's I've left it alone since. I can't, I can't look at that thing. <laughs> it, it shines right on the face, and it's just like, you just, you just jump. It's, it's pretty freaky. And, and so here's the thing. Whilst his initial reaction was, my God, I thought this was a human corpse. I think the more shocking thing that happens next is he actually decides to take the doll and add it to his collection. So he decides 
to take this doll, throw it in the trunk of his car, where he will now take it back to his home in Brisbane. I'm looking at a map here, and um, <laughs> it's telling me that Wagga Wagga is approximately 14 hours away from Brisbane, or Brisbane, as I hear it uh, pronounced on some of these uh, YouTube channels. I don't really know. But nonetheless, they say it's a 14-hour car ride. So Carrie has to drive a, a little over half a day with this doll in the back of the car. And luckily for Carrie, he says that he was indeed with his brother. What happens was, as they're driving at night and the oncoming traffic is coming towards them, you know, the, the lights are on them and whatnot, and they're starting to see uh, the reflection of the lights hitting the doll. They kind of got the feeling as if, the doll was moving. It's not really clear who was saying it because there's a couple different variations, but the variation that we'll stick with tonight is that they got a little freaked out when they heard something screaming from the trunk and it was screaming, let her me out. No, well, no, 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 no. That's way too deep. <laughs> what are you saying? Way Chris? too deep and demonic. We're talking about a child here. This is a, this is supposed to be a depiction <laughs> of a child. You are correct. Hold on, Chris. Let me try that again. So they start to hear something screaming from the back of the trunk. Let her me out. How was that, Chris? Much better. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I don't know about you, <laughs> but at that point in time, I would take the thing out and just throw it off a cliff. Somehow, Carrie and his brother, they're no worse for wear. They, they make it home. Letter the doll has not harmed them in any way, shape, or form that we know of. They enter the house and proceed to show off their new finding to their entire family. <laughs> Bud, what was the reaction like? Well, it was the reaction that they should have initially had when they found the doll, and that was fright and horror. And uh, the family dog just basically tries to rip the thing to shreds because the thing's freaking out. Yeah, and they actually show a video uh, and uh, uh, once again, it was uh, a reenactment, but they show what I'm assuming is Carrie's dog. And the thing is just absolutely going apeshit crazy around this doll. And it looks like Carrie is moving the doll a little bit. So I don't know if that is agitating the dog from looking at it on the outside. It just looks like the, the dog is honestly stressed out by this doll. So from that point forward and moving along a few years, the doll starts to gain a little bit of exposure through the media and whatnot and people are just kind of fascinated and or horrified by how this thing looks so the media picks up on it and Carrie starts getting a little bit of a name for himself and his doll people find themselves somewhat uh, enchanted with Letta the doll so much so that Carrie is now swimming in offers from people who want to buy Letta the doll and he actually decides to accept one of those offers and he drives off to meet the person who was the potential buyer and he has Letta in the back seat. And as he gets out of the car to go pick up Letta the doll to bring it to its new owner, Chris, the doll doesn't budge. It's almost as if it's welded to the back seat. Not only... Does he have a creepy doll, but he has a creepy doll that he can't get rid of? Yes, as if this doll is saying to him, Carrie, I'm not going anywhere, and you're not going anywhere. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does Carrie do? He doesn't really have a choice, does he, Chris? <laughs> nope. So, he takes the thing back. He's stuck with it now. But it seems that after that fateful day where the doll would not come out of the car, it seems that Carrie's fortunes 
began to change. Am I right, Wagga Wagga Boy? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> right you be, Bill, because while Carrie perhaps was living a life of, I wouldn't say misfortunes, but he was definitely not living high on the hog. He and his collectibles business or selling antiques wasn't doing very well. But now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, once he decided that he was gonna sell this doll, he finds a buyer, it doesn't pan out because the thing's stuck in his car. This is when things take a turn and he starts becoming a very lucky man. His business starts booming. He's kind of making hand over fist. He's able to start purchasing uh, more luxurious items, getting things such as a camper and getting property in a nice location. So all of a sudden, he's the luckiest guy in the world. Now, Chris, this throws a wrench in the entire story, doesn't it? Because usually when we cover these haunted doll stories, it's nothing but bad luck that tends to befall the owner. But here we have a case where the doll, yeah, it may be scaring some people, but it's not really doing anything to harm anybody. And it seems to have attached itself to its new owner, Carrie. And now the fact that the doll refused to leave, it has kind of changed Carrie's whole life where, as you said, it's a complete reversal of fortune. And now it's also bringing attention to his business and it's giving him some form of notoriety. So it seems to be working out for all parties involved, especially for the Let Me Out doll, because now this little wooden doll is no longer living under the floorboards of an abandoned home, as it had lived there for upwards of 70 years. Actually, we, we never mentioned this before, but when Carrie acquires this doll, the house is actually destroyed shortly thereafter. And so it was almost one of those like serendipitous situations where perhaps the doll would have been buried and lost forever if Carrie hadn't gone down there and found it. Yeah, almost as if the doll was calling for him. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. Man, this is... I mean, I, I feel happy for Carrie. He seems to be a decent guy and it seems to be working out for him. But uh, for those that surround the doll, I mean, they still get a bad vibe. The dogs don't like them. <laughs> the kids, although now grown, I mean, they're probably still uh, a little uneasy around a doll. I know I would be. So now, Chris, what Carrie decided to do, as any other <laughs> rightful possessed doll owner would do, he wanted to get into the meat and potatoes of Letta. He wanted to find out the actual origins of this doll. I believe he actually brought it to a museum, and it was there that they analyzed the doll itself. And remember how we mentioned the nail that they found in the wooden shoe? They were able to trace that back to being roughly about 200 years old. From that point, they were able to examine the craftsmanship and determine that that work seemed to fit the criteria of what was coming out of Romania at the time. So upon further analyzing this doll, Chris, they were able to determine that the hair on a doll, that was real human hair. Oh, God. I mean, this just gets worse and worse. Yeah, so you add all these factors together and people start coming up with ideas as to who could have made this thing and 
<laughs> I guess more importantly, why did they make this thing? <laughs> so, Chris, there's one theory that kind of stands out above the rest. <laughs> why don't you lay it on us? What one of the theories is, at least the most common one, is probably that this doll was made by a Romanian gypsy. And this man was basically creating a depiction of what was supposed to be his six-year-old son. Except it wasn't really a doll for his son to play with. This was more of, I guess, a memoriam to his son because his son had died via drowning. Now you start to get stories that this doll perhaps possesses the soul of the dead child. Oh boy. Yowzers. This doll is supposed to mimic that of a six-year-old boy, which it looks absolutely nothing like, I might add. <laughs> it, it's basically like a, uh, a Romanian Pinocchio. It, absolutely right, Chris. It, it does have a, a very Pinocchio-esque <laughs> vibe to it. But the question then becomes, Chris, if it tells a lie, what grows first? The nose? Or the chin. <laughs> I will say, judging by the nose on this thing, it's been telling plenty of lies. <laughs> but nonetheless, that is pretty much the official story of the origin of this doll. Now, with all that said, we still do not know how this thing made its way all the ways to Wagga Wagga. More importantly, <laughs> we don't know how this thing made its way into the basement of that abandoned house in Wagga Wagga. There's one other thing about this doll that's hidden behind those Romanian locks. <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you saying? I'm saying that this doll has a mind of its own. That's right, Bill. Behind that hair is a replica, basically, of a human brain. Now, I'll tell you this. Of all the videos that I've watched on this thing, I had no idea that there was a, a replica of a human brain underneath that head of hair until right before we started recording, Chris, we came across a video that showed, I believe it was Carrie, it lifted the wig to reveal what some deem to be a, a human brain. Is it carved also out of wood or is it like sewn, like knit? I, to me, it looked like wood. I, I don't know. And I'm not getting close enough to find okay. out. <laughs> the fact that this person decided to also add a brain behind the hair. I mean, kudos to, uh, I guess, making it a little bit anatomically correct. But I got to say, there's nothing about that doll that screams, take me home. Could he have been trying to kind of will this doll into coming to life? You know, because he missed his son so much that he started making all these anatomically correct features. Which begs the question, is the doll alive? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> any, uh, any thoughts here? Uh, well, Chris, uh, let me think about this for a second. Let's pause this recording and let me think about this. <laughs> We'll come back in a second. So, 
so Chris, we're back. I had to take a few minutes to reflect on tonight's story to really get an idea of where I wanted to go with this. And uh, I'm 50-50 on this thing. I'm telling you, I don't like the way it looks. I get an immediate off-putting vibe from it. And the fact that it's made with real hair, it has a replica of a human brain inside the wooden head, the good fortunes that it brought to the new owner that treated it with love and respect as if it was a child looking for a home. Chris? For the first time in BTC history? I'm going to say it. That doll's alive. Am I hearing this correct? Yes, that, that thing is alive. Interesting. And I'll tell you why, too. We find out that Carrie actually offers people to come visit it, and you can take pictures with it for $5. You can have Letta <laughs> sit on your lap and <laughs> take a picture. Now, mind you, there are people here that go visit the doll, take a picture with it. They claim that they feel the doll shift on their leg, or it may even try to kick them or the hand drops but it does move in some way, shape, or form when the owner, Carrie, is not even next to it. Oh, I gotta say, if that thing moved while it was sitting on my lap, it might be the last thing that it ever did. <laughs> because... <laughs> that thing would be going for a ride. <laughs> the kick is up. Here's the other thing, though, that I'm thinking about here, because because Carrie, and since he's had it, and because, because he's experienced good fortune pretty much ever since he tried to sell it and the deal went bad. It makes me wonder, either one of two things, the more logical reason might be, okay, the reason why his fortunes have gone so much greater is because this doll is truly unique, or is there something a little more sinister behind this fortune? And that is that Carrie is getting wealthier with the doll being in his possession, but is Letta taking something away from Carrie in return? Perhaps something like his soul, if you what? want to go down that path. I guess we can. Because if I hear you correctly, and I think that I do, what you're surmising is that Carrie, for all intents and purposes, may be losing his own identity to Letta. Carrie is becoming Letta. <laughs> what? An astute observation, Chris. Yeah, I mean, continue with the point, Chris. I, I apologize. <laughs> My rude reaction was not warranted. I mean, if, if I was making a horror flick out of this thing, it would be that slowly <laughs> and slowly, Carrie's becoming a doll, and <laughs> and Letta is becoming more human. <laughs> now, now here's how the, here's how that movie ends because now <laughs> it then then my theory would be correct. That the, the doll is alive because the doll has indeed become Carrie, and Carrie has become the doll. 
Because they are now one and the same. They are both living and dead at the very same time. So let, let's go back to it. What, what says you? Do you think that there's any validity to this doll being haunted? Now, maybe I was being a little uh, facetious when I was saying that I thought the doll was alive. I, I get the vibe that there's something, you know, there, there's something paranormal definitely attached to this doll. I will say that. I'm going to agree with you on that. And while these stories can definitely be exaggerated and, you know, everyone likes to tell some fibs about their artifacts or their collections that they have, dolls especially, because they want to draw more attention to it. So sometimes people will say that it moved or that it said something. But if we're talking about a 250-year-old doll that was made by a Romanian gypsy, if this is true, that just kind of screams like curses and possessions and stuff like that. Like I could absolutely believe that there is something to this doll. That's not on the up and up. Yeah. And I, I also think that, you know, if Carrie was just trying to profit off of this thing, he could have sold it a while back for a huge payday, but he didn't. So obviously he believes that there's something to the doll. And I, I guess in the end, that's all that matters. Yeah, I, I guess uh, God bless him. And uh, hopefully uh, he's not trading his soul. For uh, all these good fortunes. And, uh, we, we apologize, Carrie, if you do listen to this. I mean, we were uh, <laughs> no. just got carried away and made me laugh. With all that said, I think it's time we give the rundown and get the hell out of here for the night. <clears throat> Whoa, look at that. <laughs> I'll never hit it again the first time. You want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at btcpod2020 at gmail.com or you can get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram, Between the Cracks Podcast. If you would like to become one of our lovely patrons, please feel free to do so by clicking on the link in the show notes. So, Chris, without any further ado, what do you say we wish to find, find people out in podcast land and to find, find people in Wagga Wagga, the fondest O affair. Yeah. I think it's going to be a fun one.